For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 206 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. What the fuck, Richard? And, unfortunately, there's no Will Witten this week. Aggressively toss the salad. He's, uh, he's off celebrating a momentous occasion, doing his thing. He'll be back next week. But, it's not just me. Thank God. Thank God it's not just me. I've got two guests this week who have been on the podcast before multiple times. I was actually trying to figure out how long or what appearance one of these guests. I think it's their fourth. I think the last. No, you, you, I think you've been on a little more than four. Uh, I think one of the, the last Jedi reaction uh, on an episode with their co-host uh, during celebration and now number four. And so, with me this evening is someone very spooky. She sure is spooky. She likes all things spooky from your creepy, Jesse McGarity. Hello, guys. Uh, I've been on more than four times, I think. Yeah, I think That's so. That's not me. And making her fourth appearance... From the Canto Bite Dispatch, a Star Wars podcast you should all be listening to. In fact, turn this episode off. Go listen to their latest episode and then come back. We have an author, a podcaster, Emily Lind. Hi. Oh, like that! How's it going, guys? Oh, just, uh, you know, wonderfully spooky as every day in my life since I've started that podcast. It just gets creepier and creepier. Yeah, um, to the point now where people are, are starting to join me and asking a question that I wouldn't say comes up every day, but comes up occasionally, and that is, what the fuck, Jesse? Yeah, that's what we need, the clip for the soundboard, for real. Uh, oh, yeah, that's what I should do. I should go into the latest episode of Geek Dudes and cut out 
when they say, what the fuck is wrong with Jesse? <laughs> I mean, and- seriously, though, what the fuck is wrong with Jesse? <laughs> because- I thought that that was a normal progression of a funny joke, okay? <laughs> Everyone seems very, like, astounded by my diabetes joke from Geek Dudes. Because you're such a sweet lady, right? Like, I mean, I don't know. You know me. I'm not that sweet. <coughs> I beg to differ. I think you're a sweet person. Okay. But then, like... And plus, you know, on Geek Dudes, like, it's your first appearance and you're talking about, like, poor Jonesy losing his feet. Lady J working against him to make him lose his feet. I don't know. It was a joke. Oh, and it was funny, but. Oh, it was really funny. (laughs) I have to, like, someone asked me if my, like, my reaction to that was acting and it wasn't because you did not warn me no. that that's where you were going to take it. So my shock and being like, oh, what the fuck? 100% real. Well, whenever I was originally bringing it up, I thought that you were playing dumb at first. Like you were definitely catching on to what I was saying. Nope. <laughs> I, I was not playing dumb. I was just, in fact, dumb. Yeah, sometimes I say things and then I realize that my brain goes places other people's don't sometimes. Usually about death and dismemberment. Like sometimes, Emily, I'll be trying to drift off to sleep and Jesse will have one of those maybe Lady J is trying to make Jonesy lose his feet so he doesn't have to use socks anymore moments like right before bed. And she'll be like, wouldn't it be fucked up if... uh, if you uh, stepped on a, a spider's nest and a thousand spiders came out and got all over your body. Yeah. You know, oh, I actually did. I yeah. did bring up while we were laying in bed, falling asleep last night. If uh, Haas had seen the spider eating a possum in Australia. Oh, I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. I brought that up last night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, I've seen it and I don't like it. So if anybody out there is like, I should show this to Haas. I seen it. I don't need to see it again. You know what's more terrifying than that video to me is the video of the spider going in the car while it's driving down the road. You know what I'm talking about? It was oh. big on Twitter a little while back. There's a spider that like climbs up the back of this like hatchback and just disappears into the back door. Yeah. No, thank you. That I mean I'm telling you, if that were to happen to me while I'm driving, a spider of that size makes an appearance in the car. It's been nice knowing you guys because I'm not making it out of that car alive. Um, And seeing that fucking picture of that spider and the possum, it brings me back to when I first had Steel on this show and I was legitimately trying to ask him about spiders in Australia. And he was like, why are you asking me about this? This is why Steel. What's going on? <laughs> Luna. Luna's messing with... She got a plastic bag. <laughs> you know how she does on a blanket where she like tries to fluff it all up so she can lay on it? She was doing that with this uh, grocery bag. Oh, boy. It's great having so many animals sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Emily, for those who may not know, uh, what's been going on on the Canto Bite Dispatch lately? You guys have a new segment I'm a pretty big fan of. <laughs> yeah, you and Chris Fresh. Um, I don't I don't even remember why I thought of this segment, but I just decided, and it was a, it was a week when Brittany wasn't there, and I decided we were going to have a new segment, which is 
listeners submit a Star Wars character, like major or minor, and then we discuss what we think they're like in bed. It's called Bed Watch. <coughs> right, right. Who's we've been gotten, your favorite to do so far? Um, we've only done a couple so far, but um, in the episode we just recorded, that'll actually be out. Oh, it'll be out by the time this goes up. We did Bosk, and that okay. was a lot of fun. I gotta say, that's right up my interest, Allie. One of the classic bounty hunters. So what do you think, Claus? Um, are lizards like... Are lizards the creatures that have cloacas, or is that a bird? You got... I, I don't know. I might be pulling some fucking... I mean, birds definitely do. Right. Lizards might, too. I, think, I don't know. I think lizards might... I don't know. Maybe they get down in the, the old-fashioned way. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's too slimy for me. And yeah. is he going to, like, hang out on a rock first? Because I'm not doing cold lizard skin. <laughs> you got to get Bosk a basking rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you got, you're like, oh, yeah, I have my sex appointment with Bosk. And you go into the room, and he's just splayed out on a basking rock mm-hmm. with a heat lamp over him, eating some frozen spinach. I say frozen spinach because that's what I used to feed my iguana. <laughs> <laughs> but he's probably real, like, take charge and tonguey. So, I don't know. There's a... There's... There's little of this, little of that. Oof. I mean, he's a lizard. He is a lizard. A lot of tongue action going on. Um. Yeah. Hey, you brought this up, Haas. I sure did. I sure did. And look where it led me. All right, guys. So, um, we got a couple of things to talk about this week. Um, not a whole lot. There's been some like Marvel Comics announcements and stuff this week, but I haven't really delved into any of the news on that. I think there's some stuff coming out related to the sequel trilogy, like they're doing the Age of Resistance line, where they're going to have like the one shots, and I think one's like a either a Snoke or a Kylo one shot. It's it's definitely about those two Jokers. Uh, they're doing a Ray. Uh, a rose and maybe that's it or there maybe there's a fourth i'm not sure like i said i didn't really read enough on it to speak with any sort of authority but we are gonna cover this week the lego clone wars game that will and i forgot to talk about last week in our video game coverage and uh a new hire at lucasfilm oh man if i had done my homework I would have tried to come up with a, a bed watch for Emily. I'm not good at spur at the moment stuff, though. Maybe I'll think of a good one before the end of the show. Uh, okay. I got to say, Chris's suggestion of Mass Amita, that is in my wheelhouse. Just you know, obscure fun, enough. Yeah. <clears throat> what were you going to say? It was funny because on the la- I was listening to Geek Dudes and and Chris was convinced that Brittany and I were having like a miserable time talking about it. I had a great time talking about it. I thought it was so much fun. It was such a good suggestion. I just I didn't realize how much of a creep I thought Mazamita was until I actually sat down and like really thought about it. Yeah, yeah, he definitely looks. Um... He's got a bit of a Harvey Weinstein in space vibe about him. 
Yes. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, um, let's see. Since we don't have a ton of news to go over this week, we got like three voicemails as well, so we'll hear from you guys. Why don't we catch up with uh, these two on their thoughts on sort of uh, the more recent Star Wars stuff. Uh, are you ladies excited tomorrow? This will be out by the time it happens, but tomorrow at 9 p.m. a.m. I did that last week. 9 a.m. Pacific Star Wars Celebration tickets go on sale. Yeah, I would. I would. It would make me very nervous if I had to wait till 10 p.m. to try to get a hotel room. I want that shit to already be locked down, but for whatever reason, I can't get a hotel room like a year and a half away. <laughs> They're like, no thanks. So our booking doesn't go that far ahead. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, we were talking a little bit about this beforehand, and Emily, you mentioned that you were a little anxious about it, right? And yeah. I just, you know, like I said, the last two years, or not two years, last two times for Orlando and for Chicago, I had no problem purchasing tickets, got right on and got them, and then it was done. But every time something big like this comes up, I just get it in the back of my head. I'm like, oh, this is the time something messes up, and I don't get tickets. Our power is going to go out like five minutes before. Yeah. I mean, we could still use our phones. Yeah. Well, It'd I mean, be fine. That's probably what I use anyway. But <laughs> yeah. Um, are you uh, are you excited about Anaheim, Emily? Um, I don't know. I I'm excited about celebration, mm -hmm. just in general. So the Anaheim, yeah. That I mean, it's not a place I'm particularly like super excited to see. I love Southern California, though. It's so nice. It is nice. Uh, I think. <clears throat> I think it might be because we are in the fucking swampy south going to like a location that's warm but not gross warm is like real nice for us. Like, are you more of a cold weather or a hot weather person, Emily? I'm I'm probably more cold weather. I gotcha. But I mean, part of that is because New York is humid as shit during the summer and it sucks. Yeah. Here oh. too. I see. I didn't realize that. Oh, New York gets bad. Oh, really? And then because it's all paved, I'm sure oh. it gets ridiculous. Yeah, it's like a heat sink basically. But uh, yeah, also it is. It's it, it's that really humid, like walking through soup heat. Oh. No, thank you. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm I'm excited about Anaheim. I enjoyed uh, California when we went to visit. Um, but honestly, I would be excited about. Star Wars Celebration, pretty Delaware. much. Delaware. That's the next one. It's in the cards. Star Wars Celebration, Delaware? Yeah, Dover. <laughs> Dover. Star Wars Celebration, Dover. Yeah. Do they Let's make it happen. Would they even have a facility large <laughs> enough? Like, Maybe like a bank. <laughs> <laughs> a giant bank? That's all they have in, in Delaware, like companies financial companies i don't know it's a tax loophole state Whew. yeah there, there's not a lot of people that live there yeah like i always joke about like i wish star wars celebration would come to birmingham and i it is it is a joke because i don't think our facility is big enough fuck no and i don't think 
really, it just comes down to laziness and not having to travel. It would be nice if we could just... Atlanta? Like, Atlanta could happen. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm... I think uh, I think Alabama and Georgia both need to get their shit straight before they're allowed to have anything cool like that. We're we'll just going to move out. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to just leave it at that. But like I totally would get uh, them not wanting to be associated because of. Yeah, true. Very recent true. events. Um, but yeah, like I said, pretty much anywhere that Star Wars Celebration would be, I would be excited for. Overseas might bum me out a little bit because that might be a little harder to swing. Like, I would be excited if they did another Star Wars Celebration in Japan. But uh. on the <laughs> other hand, like, it's it's like a really far trip. It's a lot more expensive if that becomes the case. And do I really want my first trip to Japan to be mainly star wars celebration right you know? you're not gonna yeah. be able to i mean we would have to then take this vacation and make it like a three-week thing so we could go and see japan but it would be awesome it would just also ugh, my poor credit cards yeah that i mean that would be a tough swing i mean i think for a lot of people i do wonder if there will be a time when uh when it goes back to europe i know and I don't know how <clears throat> official this was or anything, but uh, during Star Wars Celebration Orlando, uh, I heard from someone um, who had some sort of connection with, I guess, Reed Pop or someone, because they were telling everybody like, hey, it's not, it's not going to be in Anaheim, the next one, which turned well, out to be true. Um, this one? It's in Anaheim. No, I'm talking about, I said or at Orlando. Oh, okay. They were saying it's not going to be in Orlando. And they and they said it's not going to be Anaheim or Orlando. And, you know, they didn't announce the next city at that celebration. It was like a year later that they announced Chicago. But they said, long story short, that it was not very likely that Celebration would be going back to Europe for a little while. Because apparently the last one, the one that was in London where they did like the Rogue One stuff, didn't perform very well as really? far as ticket sales and stuff. Hmm. And I'll actually be interested to see how this one does because, you know, I feel like <clears throat> um, Celebration Chicago had the benefit of being the episode nine celebration. And this one's a year after. There are going to be people who can't go just because it's too soon yeah it's it's like a year and a not even a year and a half a year right. and a few months yeah that'll definitely keep some people from being able to go for sure the fact that it's so soon after and then the the big question is is like what's going to be the big marquee event of celebration uh anaheim in 2020 like i don't know how you feel about this emily but i don't think we're going to be in store for as many announcements and big panels in Anaheim as we were this past year. No, it'll be, I mean, what? There'll be, that's 40th anniversary of Empire, right? Yeah, I think so that will be a big do, one. Yeah, they'll do something big for that. It's sort of hard to predict where we'll be with the TV shows by then. Yeah. Yeah, so you know the rumor is is that get, that Cassian is going to start filming this year, and if that's the case, I kind of feel like maybe it'll be 
released around the same time the Mandalorian is releasing this year. So we could be in for a really cool Cassian panel, actually, because it'll be just, you know, a couple months away. Uh, yeah, so it probably wouldn't be as surprising as the Mandalorian because yeah. the Mandalorian at that going into that panel, we knew jack shit about the show. Right, right, and I think you're right. I think we'll know more about the Cassian series going into Celebration. But you might get a first episode. That's the big one. Yeah, they could show off the first episode. Yeah. I kind of wonder if maybe they do that for D23 this year. Show the first episode of The Mandalorian. They might. Um, there's definitely been rumors with that. And there's all... Well, okay, guys. I have to take a short break. I did this on Rogue One. This will be the last time I do it. I have You guys have to let me beg. If there's any listeners <laughs> out there going to San Diego Comic-Con or D23 and you don't mind can you please help me get my hands on uh at san diego comic-con they're doing a uh black series exclusive boba fett figure on the vintage card and they announced this week that they're doing um a mandalorian funko pop at d23 so if any of you guys can help me get my hands on those PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, whatever you need is at the ready. Western Union. Uh, what are those? Money order. I'll send you a money order. Moneygram. A certified check. Uh, Bitcoin. Whatever. <laughs> like, guys, come on. Please help me. That's two items. It, 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 I, I just need some help. So if anybody out there is listening and you're planning on already being in line for exclusives or something, just hit me up and uh, I'll happily... Pay you for your time and your efforts. Oh, I hate doing it, but man, they're really bringing it with these uh, exclusives that are aimed right at me. <clears throat> Emily, did they did they show a picture of the the Funko Pop, or did they just announce it? Um, last I saw, which I think was yesterday, they had it was still just the announcement of it. Yeah. Um, and you know we they've said that. Uh, D23 this year is going to have a, you know, a fairly large focus on um, Disney Plus and stuff. And with them doing the Mandalorian, like, do you know how jealous I'll be of anybody that goes to that panel and sees the first episode of the Mandalorian? And then I have to worry about avoiding spoilers for three months. That's always I, the... I don't want to... <laughs> I'm at the point now I kind of don't want to see anything else from the Mandalorian until I'm seeing the Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, I'll be excited for whenever... You have to assume they'll do some sort of trailer at yeah. some point, and that'll be cool, but um, I will have to say, like, you know, they do... Uh, in the past, they've shown the first episode of a new season of uh, Rebels at Celebration. This year, they showed the first episode of the second season of Resistance. And I never once had any of, either of those things spoiled. So I'm hopeful that people that see the first episode of The Mandalorian are as cool. I don't... I feel like there will be more spoilers out about The Mandalorian than the cartoons. I just feel like people don't really... <laughs> care about spoiling it that much on the cartoons and it's just and no one 
And also no one cares to be spoiled. So no one's feeding the machine. Yeah. And I, you know, I know it'll bum out people that are big fans of the animated series, but I definitely feel like they have a smaller audience. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, And that's fine. I enjoy them. I'm not taking anything against them, but I think, you know, the audience is fairly, not fairly, but, you know, smaller, definitely smaller than other Star Wars properties. Um, So, oh my God, I just realized there not only potentially, but will probably be a Werner Herzog Funko Pop. Mm -hmm. And the thought of that makes me so delighted. Uh I can't quite get over it. Let me ramp it up a bit. There could very well be a Werner Herzog hot toy. Oh, dude, that'd be awesome. How long do you think it'll be until they have... Hot toys ready? Mm -hmm. So it'll probably be a little while because um, I don't think the solo hot toys are out yet. Like they're out for pre-order and stuff. They take about... A year or a year and a half after a movie comes out before the figures actually release. Like, I've had that Obi-Wan pre-ordered since last year. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather them take the time with sculpts and stuff and make sure that they are yeah, capturing that essence of that I, character. I think it's... Obviously, they're, they're labor-intensive as far as the sculpting and things like that. But I also wonder with Hot Toys as if they don't get access to like licensing materials until much later because you know um typically like a hasbro figure takes about 18 months from them getting the images and things to the figures being on shelves so do you think that's because they have certain things contracted out to other people first to where like they have first crack like hasbro has first crack uh, i don't know how that works I think part of it is because Hot Toys are sort of a niche high-end collector's market. Yeah. And Hasbro is meant for general public distribution. And they want to have that product on shelves for Force Friday. And for them to do that, they need more time. Part of the reason that the Force Awakens stuff was so hard to get when when that first Force Friday hit was because they had much less time because of how secretive old J.J. Abrams is. Like, they weren't given uh, reference material. I also wonder with Hot Toys if some of it is, because they're making higher-end stuff, is waiting to see what characters people want. Yeah. I, I would think that could be it, too. And then sometimes I wonder, because... With the solo releases, there's no Donald Glover Lando. Huh, really? Yeah, there's no Emphis Nest. Huh, and that would be the two. Like, that would be the two I'd go for if I was going to pick two right. solo hot Well, toys. I would get an Emphis Nest immediately. Yeah, she's fucking cool. She's the best part of that movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I could see. I mean, she's... She's badass. fucking cool. I love the reveal. Like, that's <laughs> my favorite part of Solo, hands down. And I think... Um, I wonder if the Emphis Nest thing is her costume is so complex and there's so many different materials and textures and stuff involved. That's why it would be awesome. Yeah. That it, well, yeah. It might well, be also, prohibitive the, for them. Also, it just, I, I think 
I think if that movie had come out and done gangbusters, we'd already have a, a Lando figure announcement. You're probably right. You're probably right that the performance of Solo greatly hindered the amount of, you know, involvement. Because I think really Hot Toys is only doing like, you know, Han Solo in two different flavors, like regular Han Solo and Mud Trooper Han Solo, um, uh, Chewie, and maybe two of the trooper types, but they're not doing many. They're not doing Akira or a, a Dryden Voss. Like, they're not really doing much at all. Huh. They did more for Rogue One, <laughs> I feel like. Granted, with Rogue One, they got a little bit of double dipping because they could do, like, Stormtrooper again and Darth Vader. Um, but, you know, you can't always count them out either because Krennic is coming out well yes. after. Yeah. <clears throat> That's okay. Emily, this is before we move on to the news. I need okay. to talk to a hot toy collector and get your opinion. This is something that Jesse has to hear me blather about all the time. I want to get the critic. He is on my want list. Uh-huh. But I have this thing where I like my shelving, my display cases to be themed. So, I could go critic in a case in a, in a shelf by himself, right? Or I could get a figure to go along with him. Or you can put him with Vader. That's Empire Strikes Back Vader. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> He's on the platform he from is Empire on the Strikes platform. Back. But you don't have him. Get Tarkin. Tarkin is, to me, Tarkin's the one that makes the most sense. And honestly, it's a really good figure. I would just, I, I really just need to start watching that figure on the secondary market and try to get a good deal on him. Who else do they have? Jen and yeah, and Cassian. I, I don't feel like, no, they never did a Cassian. Really? Yeah. Um, did, is there a Death Trooper? Oh, that would be oh, cool. A death trooper would be sick. And you know, you don't even have any just plain troopers, right? Or do you just not have them displayed? I have a first order trooper that's not displayed. Okay. Yet. Um, so yeah, I, that's been my one question about getting the Krennic hot toy is who does he get displayed with? And I think, I didn't think about a death trooper. That's a really good idea. And Tarkin is probably the best one. Because they're... Get them both. Get them both. <laughs> hey, guys. Guys. Mark this down. Jesse just authorized the purchase of not one, but two hot toys. Uh, this is why we keep our money separate. <laughs> you can spend all the money you want on a hot toy. I'm never going to buy a hot toy. Because I get buyer's remorse. I can hardly spend like $15 on something I want. Like, I, I just don't like to spend money. It's from growing up in a large family. Yeah. It's it's way different. That's why we keep our money separate. You buy what you want, and then you buy me stuff sometimes, and it works great. Well, there you go. Um, so, last week, Will and I covered... Uh, all the big Star Wars news from E3, and we left out a pretty big one. We got all excited about talking about old Star Wars video games and fucking flashy Jedi video games, but we missed um, Clone Wars. Why did I do that? I've been doing that in my head all day. Lego Star Star Wars. Lego Star Wars. Shit. 
What the fuck, Richard? Because <laughs> you said that at the top of the show, and I'm like, oh, I missed an announcement. Nope, nope, I'm just dumb. See, I knew exactly what you were talking about, so you must have said it a couple of times talking about it this week, too. Yeah. Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga. Um, I'm excited for that. I like the Lego games. You know what I like the Lego games for? They're fun co-op games. Yeah. And like, they're they're just sort of nice. We need to get the Harry Potter collection for the Switch. Yeah. Side note. But uh, yeah, they're a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, yeah. And I think it's neat that they're... Because uh, they did a Lego Force Awakens game in 2016. And it was really good. I enjoyed it. But then they haven't done anything since. No Lego Rogue One. No Lego The Last Jedi. No Re- Lego um, Solo or anything like that. So uh, I don't know if maybe they just... Maybe the sales for Lego The Force Awakens weren't as high. And they just decided to wait until they could do some sort of complete package or what. But... Uh, it, it was a, it's been a question I've had, and it's nice to see that they're going back to it. Uh, have you guys seen this is there's a lot of dumb things people get upset about, especially when it comes to Star Wars. To me, this and this is just personally is one of the dumber things. Have you guys heard people bitching about there not being grunting in this Lego game? No. Mm-mm. Do you know what I'm talking about, Emily? I saw, like, it's one of those things I saw on, I saw on Twitter like secondhand. So I guess I saw somebody making fun of people complaining about that, and I looked at it and went, "I don't want to know," and I scrolled on. So, uh, you know, the Lego games have been coming out for a long time now, and originally when they did like the first run of Lego Star Wars games. Instead of the characters being voice acted, they did like pantomime and grunting. Almost not exactly like a similish. And R2 would scream when you jumped off a ledge. Right. He would do his R2-D2 scream. That is true. Um, So like that was. And and when you see the trailer, they kind of reference that. The trailer for the new Lego game. Like when. Luke gets his hand cut off. Him and Vader are kind of like back and forth. And I guess that led people to believe that they would be going back to that for these new games. And it's since come out in like all the articles that that's not the case, that it is going to be voice acted. Um, I'm not hugely knowledgeable about the, the games, uh, the Lego games, I think. Maybe Lego The Force Awakens was the first one that did voice acting. And they got like all of the, like Daisy Ridley did. Yeah. Harrison Ford did Han Solo. They got Harrison Ford to voice act a Lego game. So, yeah, people got up in arms about that for some reason. I don't care. and, And so much so that the developers said like, look, we'll look into adding that as an option so is it like like the sims language or animal crossing or something where it's just their their own gibberish yeah it's it's not so much like similish or whatever they call that in the sims but it's it's like they pantomime and they grunt or make noises right 
Yeah. I, I remember that from playing like the originals. Yeah. I think I probably played Star Wars Lego before I ever watched like some of Star Wars. I think that's true because you told me one time that you got Return of the Jedi on VHS as a birthday present from your aunt and you never watched it. No, I watched part of it, but I did not watch all of it. Did you get to the scene? Pay I don't know. Pay I, attention I, I got this. distracted. Did you get to the scene where fucking R2-D2 shoots the lightsaber out and Luke does his flippy flip and grabs it? Steel's favorite scene in all of Star Wars history? I don't think I did. I you didn't get that far? Uh-uh. Man. I think that I think that I put it on and then I watched it sort of and then started doing other shit and then I just never rewatched it cuz whenever I was a kid, I watched the same like six movies all the time and they were I don't know why, I just felt comforted by the same thing instead oh, of something else. I, I do watched, that now. I watched Braveheart and Crazy Sitter every fucking day, but I never I never watched any Star Wars. <clears throat> Have you ever uh, played the Lego Star Wars games, Emily? I've played one of them really briefly. Um, one of the ones that came out for the Wii. Okay. so that, When I was, yeah. That might have been one of the collections. I'm not quite sure. I remember, I, I so. um, like, Will. Will was into one of them when we first started hanging out. And I, not proud this, not proud of this, was like, who wants to play that? If you're going to play a Star Wars game, play like a hardcore Star Wars game. But you get to fuck with so much stuff. That's the fun thing about it. It Everything's is. Everything's interactive. Everything's interactive. And they have that. To me, the best part of any Lego game is collecting all the characters. Yeah. Because they'll have hundreds of different characters you can unlock. And then you can replay levels as Masamita. Right. And figure out who does what best and yeah. Um it's fun. So it sounds like they're taking this one in a little bit of a different direction. I guess when it was first announced, a lot of people myself included thought that they might just be remastering uh episodes 1 through 6 and then doing new versions of 8 and 9, I guess 1 through 7. Um but it's a completely new game. All nine Star Wars episodes are being completely rebuilt for this collection. And apparently, this sounds crazy to me, this would set off my OCD, but you can play the Star Wars episodes in any order you like. Hmm. And you can bring any character probably into them, right? Like, can you can you be Rey in like the original trilogy? I don't know. I don't know, but they're using a new engine. They say it's got more virtual bricks than any Lego game ever before. Whatever the <laughs> hell that means. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I saw some numbers out there, like because they were talking about the like Death Star and the Star Destroyer, and I'm like, but but they're not actual bricks, right? It could right. be so, any amount so, of fucking virtual so bricks. What is it? What does that even matter? <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's one of the things about E3 is you get a lot of sort of marketing speak because oh, yeah. as interested as people are in E3, there's also, you know, it's it's meant as like an industry. It's not so much of a like fan convention 
as celebration as it is like an industry convention. Right. And they want the people that are investing in those games to hear these certain things and see people excited about the number of fucking virtual bricks. Hey, man, give me more virtual bricks. All the virtual bricks you got. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good time. It'll be nice to play a little co-op, unlock some figures. Let's be real. It's going to be one of those things that we play a couple of times, though, whenever it first comes out. And then it's going to like just sit with all the other party type games that we have and never play. I think you underestimate. Like, I played the hell out of Marvel Super Heroes Lego. Okay. I 100% it. I played the hell out of Force. Now, the amount of times I convinced you can convince you to play Star Wars Lego with me may be infinitely smaller than the times that I sit there and play by myself. And I'm like, baby, I unlocked Kia D and Star Wars Lego. Uh, no, I mean, I'm down to play. I, I, I take a little bit of umbrage with that because there Dolores are... Dolores umbrage? Yes. There are plenty of times where I'm like, hey, you want to play Mario Party or something? And you're like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to play this solo game and you can play on the Switch. That does happen sometimes, but I feel like most of the time it's you suggesting we play Overcooked. Yeah, I like Overcooked. Mario Party or Smash Brothers is a easier sell for me than Overcooked. Overcooked just makes me I love it. Mad. I mean, it makes me angry too, but I love it. Are you? But from- don't you want to be a little raccoon chef? He does. I do that's his dude. But like an hour in. And I'm getting yelled at for customers because I can't chop uh, <laughs> ingredients fast enough. And the kitchen is on fire. And we've tried the same level 10 times over. And I do get, I, I get frustrated with things and I'm very competitive. So I know it's difficult to do that right. type of co-op with me. But we're, that's why a game like that is nice is because it's not, we're not competing against each other. Now, here's the real kicker. How many times have I asked you, like, hey, do you want to download Jackbox Party Pack and play that? A billion times. And you never want to do it. I don't like those games. I fucking love it. It reminds me of, like, E-Bombs World games or something. I'm here for it. Most of those games are really not fun if you only have two people playing Mm -hmm. them. Well, we, we, for a little bit, did play on Twitch. Yeah. Like we found a couple of rooms where you can, like, get in certain games. So, the way the newer version of these um, You Don't Know Jack games, are you familiar with those, Emily? Oh, yeah. And yeah. I've, I've, we've pl- I've played some of the, the newer ones, like the, there's like a drawing one. Drawful. Yeah. yeah. Drawful. Yes, yeah. Because, yeah. My, my brother has them, and... My little sister is like obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. So like she insists that we play whenever there's a family thing. And you and you can what's cool about it is you can like make your game public and give out a code and yeah. other people can play on their phone. They use their phone as a controller. It's a neat concept, but once again like I'm down to play a couple of rounds of Jack Jackbox Party Pack games. Jesse wants to play those for like four hours. Yeah. I like uh, logic games oh. and word games. Those, That's my jam. Do you like Sudoku, Emily? Sudoku. Sudoku. I, I go through phases with it. 
but the thing is like if i go too long without doing it then i sort of i lose the you get into like a rhythm of solving Thank them. you and then if you don't do it for a while i'll get so mad if i have if there's a mistake and i can't tell where the mistake is I, I love it. I love that kind of thing. It oh. help. It just puts my brain in order to sit there and even easy ones. I'll just blow through a bunch of easy ones real quick. And it's it's nice. It's orderly. The numbers go just where they fucking go. See, I love it. This is how I know, like, I am podcasting with two intellectual superiors because when Jesse and I first started dating, <laughs> she was doing one of those so sudoku puzzles i don't know however you pronounce it and i was like you know i've never done one of those uh i'm not good at math so jesse was like here i'll show you how to do one and she got so frustrated trying to teach me how to do a sudoku and like what do i always call it when you start doing a sudoku what do i say it is it's doing i was like oh you're gonna do some homework yeah that's what it reminds me of it reminds me of of a homework assignment i used to love to do homework See, that's I the used difference. to tell my mom to assign me reports to write in the summer. Oh, my goodness. I would be like, I'm bored. I need something to do. Give me a history report. And she would. And I'd write it. And she'd fucking, she wouldn't, she'd read it and she'd edit it. And she wouldn't be like, oh, this was good. She'd be like, oh, you need to change this word. And this is the proper way to say that. And I'd be like, I would be so pissed because I just wanted someone to fucking tell me that it was an A+. <laughs> that's all I wanted. <laughs> Oh, Emily, I got to tell you this story. So Jesse's mom is in town this week, right? And Monday evening, we went over to spend some time. And her mom had these giant totes of family pictures. Oh, yeah. There's some good ones. So we spread them out on the living room table. And we're all laughing and going through them. And I found a handwriting assignment of Jesse's (laughs) from like second or third grade where she's talking about her summer vacation and I'm paraphrasing here, but it's like my favorite summer vacation I ever went on was this trip we took to Florida. And I didn't think I'd like it because the day before we were supposed to go, it was all over the news that Florida was being hit by deadly hurricanes. <laughs> yeah. But the morning we left, we woke up and my mom said the hurricanes were gone and we're all getting in the car. And it took forever <laughs> underlined to drive to Florida. And when we got there, we walked on a bridge and my sister almost got bitten by an alligator. <laughs> yep. That, I mean, that was the trip. And then I ended the story. The rest of the time, I read mystery novels. Yeah. And, and then I spent the rest of the time reading mystery novels. That was my Florida trip. It's funny my, because my, I know that trip and we did a lot more things. Than like, just almost <laughs> getting bit by an alligator? Yeah. Walking on a bridge? I mean, it was like... So we drove from Texas to Florida and my ex-stepdad was a Civil War reenactor. So we stopped at like five reenactments on the way. It was a really long trip. We camped out so many times. And my takeaway was my sister almost got bit by an alligator. I read a bunch of mystery novels and uh, there was almost a hurricane. Yeah. Oh. My favorite thing I ever found, because my mom like kept a lot of our artwork and all this other stuff, and my favorite thing that I found was I probably would have been first or second grade, and it was because you know you like you'd write you'd have assignments in class to write books, and you'd like you know there'd be like a sentence on each page, and you'd illustrate it. Oh yeah. 
And I wrote one that was Curious George meets the Boxcar Children. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I love Boxcar Children. Apparently, I was writing fan fiction even back then. But I have to say, like, looking through it, my drawing skills have not improved from when, (laughs) you know, you do the thing where, where people are just circles with sticks. There's no body and head. It's all one thing. (laughs) See, I do that now, but whenever I was a kid, I used to try to draw hands and feet. They were just widely misproportioned. (laughs) The biggest hands you've ever seen on some humans. Um, I, so we used to go every summer, we would go to West Virginia with my grandparents to visit my great grandparents. And they lived in the mountains of West Virginia, in the middle of nowhere. So it was... So you hear some banjo picking. A 17-hour drive. Ooh. Ooh. And there was absolutely nothing to do. There was no TV. So you would get some books and stuff and take it along. And I used to get, like, I always liked the... uh, the marble cover notebooks, you know what I'm talking about? Like the black oh, and yeah. white marble. Composition books. Yeah. I would get one of those and I would draw and write in those like on the drive. And so a few years back, I mean, way more. I was maybe 10 or 11 when this happened. We're hanging out at a family dinner at my grandmother's house. And my cousin Brooke finds one of these comp- composition notebooks. And she brings it to the table and reads a short <gasps> story I wrote to the whole family. Oh, God. And is laughing and making fun of it. You know, that's why, I d- like, that's part of the reason I don't like to write anymore. Really? Is because I was so embarrassed. Your cousins were big time ball busters. Oh, they still are. Yeah, I you mean, know they, sh- they showed me plenty of, like, video and oh, pictures of you. There's this, Emily, there's this video, right? Uh, that we made for my grandparents' 50th anniversary. And it was shot on like a VHS camcorder. And it's called A Special Day. And part of it includes me karaokeing Michael Jackson songs. And not just karaoke. You're doing a full-on dance routine. It was great. I, and he's I mean, like, you, weren't, you weren't like in blackface or anything, right? No, oh, no, no. no. And, but... I'm 18. Oh, really? Oh, I was going to say oh, you were 13. I was, gonna, I was thinking like no. six. No, I'm like 17 or 18. Oh, I thought you were a younger teenager <laughs> no. even watching it. And it's like my parents still have a VHS copy of this. And it's the bane of my existence. And I told them when Jesse and I started dating, I was like, she can't see a special day. And they were like, oh, no, we're going to show them a special day. We are going to show her a special day. I saw it. And sure enough, they showed it to her. And I sat in the living room while everybody else was in the den laughing. Ha ha ha. This is so funny. Look at Halls. Uh, You got payback. Okay. Looking through all the pictures that my mom brought, you got payback. I was <laughs> the most awkward, like, preteen that anyone's ever seen. I was so awkward. I had giant glasses braces half the time i had an expander so i had a giant gap in my teeth from my expander and 
so awkward. It was terrible. There's a picture of me crane kicking. Okay. I want that picture. Like when I saw that picture, I was like, I'm taking a picture of this. And she and Jesse looked at me with fire in her eyes and was like, you are not taking a picture of that and you are not posting it on Twitter. Yeah, I didn't want to. I'm so, not going to put that picture. I, I knew immediately like we're going to drop this and uh, I'll find a better picture to take a picture of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from a little bit younger age, <laughs> I was much cuter at five and six than I was at. 11 and 12. So um, the other sort of big news this week, I think this is pretty interesting. And I think it might uh, give us a pretty nice glimpse at the future of Star Wars and Lucasfilm as a, as a whole. As there's a fairly significant uh, person hired for a new position at uh, Lucasfilm. And this was announced uh, this week, I believe, by deadline. If that's not the case, it's that's at least where I first saw the article. But uh, they announced this week that Michelle Rejuan, I hope I'm saying that correctly, has been hired as the senior vice president of live action development and production for Lucasfilm. Uh, she is probably best known as being the co-producer of The Force Awakens, The Rise of Skywalker, Star Trek Into Darkness, Super 8. She's worked pretty much hand-in-hand hand with J.J. Abrams through a lot of his film career. Um, so, uh, you know, it looks like we've got like a new, pretty high-up position filled in Lucasfilm. And it's, <clears throat> of course, anytime news like this comes out, the douchebags come out to play like the goddamn warriors. But I think... This could be an interesting look at maybe who might take Kathleen Kennedy's place when she's ready to move on from Lucasfilm. Uh, and it also makes me wonder if uh, they're, they're expanding so much doing the live action TV stuff and movies and other things that, you know, she's being brought on to help keep things straight and keep things moving. That's what I think for now. I think that she's probably coming in as a help, but yeah, could transition into more of like a Kathleen Kennedy type of role. But I think it's a smart pick. I mean, JJ seems so steady. That's someone that he con consistently works with. I think that's a good pick. And, you know, I didn't think about this. This is not a original thought by me, but a lot of people I saw bringing up like, you know, this in a lot of ways, it seems like her career mirrors Kathleen Kennedy's because Kathleen yeah. Kennedy yeah. got her start working pretty much hand in hand with Steven Spielberg. So uh, I don't know. I think it's probably a good thing, like having uh, an extra set of hands and a level head on board to, uh, you know, like spread some of the uh, responsibility around, especially, like I said, they're expanding not just into, you know, not just regular Star Wars movies, but they're also going to be doing at least three live action series, probably way more when it all shakes out. Um, what do you think about this hire, Emily? I mean, in some ways, because I see, you know, the people complaining on Twitter and stuff, and I sort of realize, oh, you guys have no idea what this position actually entails. But also, right. I... I also have no idea what this position actually entails. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Same here. But I saw I saw some people. I forget. I forget who it was. It wasn't. I don't think it was Pablo. It might have been um, Gary. What who was talking about people who were like, oh, why didn't Dave Filoni get this role? I'm like, and he was just like, well, why do you want Dave Filoni just doing paperwork all day? Right. It's like not his like making sure that your production like places are you have their leases re-signed when you need to and stuff like that. Exactly. Like the and the bigger it expands, the more people they need for that kind of thing. Logistics is fucking difficult sometimes. Right. And you know, someone like Kevin Feige at Marvel, he's like the face of Marvel. But you're kidding yourself if you don't think he has one, if not many, Michelle Rajwans working with him. You know, someone in a similar position that help him get those jobs done. You know, like, I think, like, uh, it's, a, it's a huge undertaking to just get one Star Wars movie off the ground. Much less multiple Star Wars movies, multiple live action series, books, and, and all this other stuff. Um a question that I saw people kind of pondering if is was if she was film filling the position that Kiri Hart used to have, and I don't believe it is. I think this is a newer position because if I'm not mistaken, like Kiri Hart was the head of creative development, and I know she was like pre- worked pretty hand in hand with uh, the story group the Star Wars story group. She would always be on panels and stuff uh, about the story group. So I don't think it's the same position. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, if you're hiring someone for Star Wars live action development or Lucasfilm live action development, that just means they have more live action stuff to develop. Yeah. And that's a good thing. And I think... Anybody that has questions about her resume is like being a little fucking dumb about this because like Emily said, do you really even know what the job entails? Right. I think her resume is just fine. She worked on one of my favorite movies of all time, The Force Awakens. Well, she's fucking vetted by people that are involved in this shit. Right. Like you people yeah. have no sort of input. You right. don't get to hire someone you've never met. Or fire, or whatever. Your your decision making process doesn't count. Yeah, and Emily brings up a good point. Anytime somebody gets promoted or gets some kind of uh, position within Lucasfilm, the first thing you fucking hear is, "Why well, wasn't it Dave Filoni?" And look, guys, I like Dave Filoni too. But if you like Dave Filoni because what he does with Star Wars, then Dave Filoni is in the position you want him in. Because if he is a, right. <laughs> like he he's doing what you want him to do, you know what I'm saying? Like I like J.J. Abrams. I don't want J.J. Abrams to be a producer of Star Wars. I want him to be a director or a writer for Star Wars. I like Ryan Johnson. I don't want Ryan Johnson to be a producer. He's gonna be the gaffer on the next Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Johnson. Yeah, he's he's the gaffer. Are you gonna start a YouTube channel? Yeah. I'm really good with, with my fucking <laughs> predictions. Okay, guys. Dang. Jesse Zero up in this place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I have inside sources. I don't I don't know how to do the voice. Yeah. Yeah. 
I kind of gave up on the Mike Zero voice. At some point, you just got. I've literally never fucking heard the guy. Like, I only know who he is through you. I have yeah, never he, seen him. You know, I've or noticed anything. that I kind of feel like he's fading away. Like, when's the last time you ever heard someone be like, "Listen to this dumb shit Mike Zero said"? That's how. That's how that's like YouTube goes. I well, and I think it's also like. How many times can people fall for his bullshit before they realize, oh, this guy's full of shit? You know, like eventually you would hope people are going to wise up, but I don't know, man. I've Some seen people certain- like the troll of it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. All right, guys. Um, I think that covers the news. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to add to the the Michelle Rejwan thing? Oh, just one thing that I that I noticed is they say live action content for Disney Plus. They don't just say live action TV shows. Oh, huh. And so oh. I don't they know. Could I do mean, movies for sure. Yeah. Like yeah, that could mean nothing, or it could mean that maybe we're gonna get some smaller, like. Disney Plus movies, which I, I could, would be excited for. I could so see that happening because that seems to be what, I mean, Netflix and Hulu are both definitely moving into that where they have their own TV shows and their own movies. Mm-hmm. And why not? I mean, you have so many people, creative people that really would love to contribute. If they can contribute something good and you have the platform for it, let them do it. So, you know, Will and I talked about this a few weeks back when the rumor was going around about the lady who had been hired to write the Knights of the Old Republic movie. And, you know, we were wondering, like, well, where does this even fit in? Because we have three movies announced and it doesn't look like there's much room for another theatrical Star Wars in that slate of movies. And, you know, I said, like, maybe it's for Disney+. Plus. The only thing that ever held me back on that was the fact that, um, shit, what's his name? Uh, the big Disney guy. Um, Iger. Iger? Yes. Bob Iger said that they had no plans on doing that on Disney+. Plus. And then I was thinking the other day, you know, I'm pretty sure, I tried to look it up, but not too long before The Force Awakens came out, he was asked about Star Wars live action TV shows. And he said, yeah, that's not something we're really thinking about right now. Well, obviously that changed. Maybe Things that's his go to until something's really being like, planned. Right. Or more, more right. solid. Yeah. In so, the public eye. I just have to feel that eventually, uh, uh, you know, a live action Star Wars movie on Disney plus would be one of those things that would bring in subscribers. I know? seriously feel like that's the future of movies in general, though. You like, just want it to be the future of movies so you don't have to go to the theater. <laughs> well, I think I'm not the only person that doesn't want to go to the movie theater. Like, I think people go for big shit and that's it now. Yeah, I don't know. It's I'm so not an e- industry it's so easy analyst. to just sit on your couch and stream something. Yeah, but to me, I it, I mean, I know this is going to sound like I'm an old fart, but like there's something special about that midnight, well, that first Star Wars showing, 
getting your tickets all together. I know, look, I know you could care less, but I like it. That's what I'm saying. There's always something special about that. Being in the big group, everybody cheers when the Star Wars logo comes up. Like, cheers when something big happens and on the screen. We can have people over to the house for a premiere. It's not this. Maybe <laughs> once I get a 100-inch screen. I mean, we have a large TV. But not theater big. It's pretty good. We can turn the lights off, get some popcorn. It's way cheaper. But if it's not like, if it's not, you know, episode nine, if it's not a big space battle right. movie, but a smaller like, hey, here's Obi-Wan hanging out on a planet for two hours. Yeah, give me some fucking like indie biopics that are Star Wars themed. I, um, I think that that would be the most likely thing would be smaller scale. Like, you know, I think in an alternate universe had solo not ballooned up in production cost and had to hire a new director and all that stuff. Um, and if it were done on a lower budget for something like Disney plus, I think it financially would have been more successful for them. Um, so I could see something like that. Like, yeah, like smaller scale stuff. That could but, definitely be the future of their Star Wars stories versus like yeah, um, yeah. trilogies, you know? I would be 100% as excited for Boba Fett, a Star Wars story, a Disney Plus movie. Yeah, me too. People can just come here. Okay, yeah, I'm, but it's... <laughs> you, you really hate the theater. It's fine. I mean, I fall asleep during good movies that I like. I There's a lot of, about it that I don't care for. I don't like being cooped up, and then I will fall asleep. I've seen it happen. Yeah. You fell asleep during Rogue One and The Last Jedi. Not the first viewing. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I ma don't know. I fall asleep during a lot of movies. I fell asleep <coughs> during Halloween. You did fall like asleep the, during Halloween. And I'm Halloween. trying to stay awake and I'm I'm like pinching myself trying to fucking stay awake and pay attention and I just can't do it. Ugh. It's so dark and like loud. Okay, so we got to go see Spider-Man. Spider-Man's coming out soon. Okay. You know Spider-Man's my dude. It's getting really good early reviews. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I do want to go see Spider-Man. <laughs> and then I won't bother you until episode 9. Maybe a, a cheeky Lion King screening if I can convince you. Yeah, I want to see The Lion King. Um, so do you guys want to do some voicemails and stuff before we call it a night? Sure. Cool. Let me get it set up real quickly. Because we got to play a song. From our buddy Steve. I wonder if Steve's going to Anaheim. I hope so. Are you going to do an obligatory roll call tweet tomorrow when you get your tickets? What do you mean? Star Wars Celebration Anaheim roll call. Who's going? Is that a thing? Yeah. Lots of people do that. I mean, I've already seen like six. That's not really my style. Does oh, that it's seem not like something your, I would do? No, never. <laughs> I can't even see you like commenting on someone to be like, I'll be there. You've got your, your SpongeBob gif. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, I'm very excited. I'm, you know, obviously, uh, if it was just panels and Star Wars shopping, like, it would not be as exciting. I'm more excited just to see everybody. Yeah, I want to go hang out. I mean, yeah, 
at this point, I don't, I don't really care about like, they could have no panels. They could have no stores. Oh, really? Oh, well, of course you don't like the stores because that's the main thing I want to do. And like five minutes in, you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, (laughs) It's fine. Yeah, there's a lot of people shopping. I'll say this. I'm going to take you back in time to them being like, and your host for the Star Wars uh, episode nine panel is Stephen Colbert. And you would have thought the fucking Beatles reunited. (laughs) You were so excited. It just surprised me. (laughs) Like you jumped out of your seat and started. You were so happy. It surprised me. Don't give me this. Don't give me this. They could do no panels. You had a good time. I'm not saying that I didn't have a good time. Maybe that galaxy's more excited. Oh, yeah, that sucked. I'm, that was your own damn fault for going to the Galaxy's Edge panel. I know. And I know. Wasn't, the we- wasn't that the day that the weather was bad? No, the oh, Mandalorian okay. day was the snowy day. Yeah. And that was fine. I was just really hungover and it was snowing. Yeah. And I think everyone we saw that morning was like, mm, we're really hungover and it's fucking snowing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, let's hear a little song. Toss the salad. What the fuck, Richard? Alrighty. So, speaking of Kia D, there was something I forgot to bring up. Uh, last week, Will and I were talking about Jedi Fallen Order, and Will got me stuck on this theory that the main character, Cal, was Kia Mundi's Padawan. And then Aaron Boyd has to crush my dreams and hopes through a Twitter DM. And he. Reminds me, reinforms me of a little Star Wars factoid that members of the Jedi Council can't have Padawans. And Ki-Adi Mundi is on the Jedi Council for all three of those movies. So, Hmm. thanks Aaron Boyd, shooting down my dreams. What the fuck, Richard? Uh, All right. Emily, could you hear that okay when I played that? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure you could hear our voicemail. So first up, we have Rural Farm Boy. Let's hear what Anthony has to say. How do you get moisture farmers? Pause and well. Yep, it's Anthony, Rural Farm Boy. A little bit of news this week. Taint much, but put me to thinking, oh, well, what can I send the boys? Um, all right, this here thought come across my mind um 
couple things for each of you. Start with Will. And this is concerning if you was to want to do, I always call it costuming, and nowadays it's called cosplay. If I was to ask you, Will, if you'd want to do a cosplay from Solo, a Star Wars story, any character, which would you pick? And, ain't stopping just there, also Revenge of the Sith, right? You got two stories picked from. Well, which one you want to be? It could be a main character, it could be a side character, supporting character. And Ozzy, your turn. Um, Clone Wars, you got three years span of, oh, what we got? Over 120 stories. Any character. Could be Republic side, be Separatist side. And also, since Will got two, gonna give you two. And the other one would be Rogue One. Any character. Who'd you wanna be? Interested to see. And we'll finish this up with a trivia question for each of And gonna start with pause this time. Just one question. And I'll give the answer after if you wanna pause. Through all the Star Wars stories, we know there'd be three type of X-Wings. What's their models? And I know you can do this. And <laughs> your question is, we know what a snow speeder is. What's its make and model? Uh, okay, so uh, T-65, T-70, T-80. I believe that's it. T-65... I believe is the X-Wings you see in the original trilogy. T-70 is what Poe Dameron flies. T-80 is the fancier, like, Republic X-Wing that you see. Um, uh, Kazuto flying, like, in the first episode of Resistance. Uh, and since Will's not here... I think the snowspeeder is a T-74 or some shit like that. Man, Royal Farm Boy bring in the fucking hard ones. Let's hear this and then we'll answer his questions. Spoiler alert, <laughs> Royal Farm Boy. Uh, we're going to ask Jesse and Emily what they would cosplay from those movies because Will's not here. But I'll make a note to get back with him next week about that. So let's hear the end of his message. And a bonus if you can get the maker. I cannot. And that's what Farm Boy's got for this week. Your episode 206. And looking greatly forward to hearing what other moisture farmer's gonna send. And you damn well know it's gonna be in my Saturday morning playlist. Maybe biscuits and gravy and we'll see. But Blue Harvest for breakfast for sure. So looking forward to Saturday morning. Listening to on my radio. Until then, love you both. May the force be with you. See you on the radio. I don't think he gave us the answers to those questions. I think he said he was going to give the answers, and then he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, man, answer. he left you hanging. Yeah, he left me hanging. <laughs> Do you want me to Google it? <laughs> no, no, we'll let him. We'll we'll let him uh, provide it on Twitter. Um, okay. 
Emily, we'll start with you. If you had to pick a cosplay from Solo, your favorite Star Wars movie, <laughs> and uh, in Rogue One, what are your two options? And you're up next, Jesse, so start thinking. I I mean, if if I could pull it off, which I absolutely couldn't, I would do Infant's Nest. You could, I mean, do you, when you say pull it off, do you mean like actually craft the costume? Oh, oh yeah. There's, there's no way I'd ever be able to do it. Yeah. That, that one's tough. Uh, but man, what a cool one. And from Rogue One. Oh, Krennic, which I uh, might actually do. It's, I want, if I can actually get myself ahead of time to sit down and plan everything and do it, I'm going to do it for celebration next year. Cause that's one. That's what I can pull off, even if it's not like a super screen accurate one, because I can make a pair of pants. I can make a shirt. I think I could probably make a cape. I would think the cape might be the easiest of the three, right? Well, it has some structure to it. Okay. In the collar and Mm -hmm. figuring out sort of, I think my biggest problem would be figuring out the right materials to use. That's, hey. We need to put you in contact with Sal Perales, cosplayer extraordinaire. I bet you he knows. Yeah, you know, I talked to Sal a little bit before because I was—I really wanted to do a Ventress cosplay. Oh yeah, and his wife has done one. But I realized I, I was going to be spending way too much money on the lightsaber hilts, Very and you can't expensive. just get you—you you can't just get one because right. Her whole thing is the using the two of them, and they're not just the standard hilts. And it's not like you can go get a $14 cheap-ass plastic one because they don't – I mean, it's Ventress. Right. The, not a lot of Ventress merch out there, No, very little. Uh, Jesse, Rogue One and Solo, who would you be? So Rogue One, I'd, I'd probably want to be Chirrut. Oh, what if we did Chirrut and Baze? Uh, I mean, it would be oh cool. I, just, I could you pull know, off I also a decent Baze really like... with the beard and the long hair. I don't like the idea of cosplaying, though. Because too much attention. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want people to be watching me while I'm walking around. And I don't. I really don't want people to stop me and be like, hey, can I take a picture with you? But it'd be really no. funny if we were Chirrut and Baze. Yeah. That's a good couple's costume. Yeah. I, think. I just, I don't like let's the be idea honest, of that. They were a couple. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the the other day, uh, I saw Robbo tweet at uh, Emily, and he was like, "The best ex couple in Star Wars is Chirrut and Baze." And I was thinking, like, buddy, I don't even think they're an ex couple, right? Yeah, I current. Think, I think they're a current couple. Okay, uh, what about Solo? Well, I mean, it would probably also be Infus Nest, but I mean, I would Lando is cool. Too. so fancy the lando costume that's why i like it lando is one of those costumes that's like it looks really cool but i know i would be uncomfortable in because it's basically like wearing dress clothes oh yeah i mean sort of i don't know it's he's i mean it's like slacks and a fancy shirt like yeah yeah okay uh clone wars and or no he gave oh I messed up. He oh, gave Will Rogue One and... We can just all answer yeah, all of them. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, okay, I'll do my three and then I'll throw to you guys. Um, 
Clone Wars, Embo. Embo the Bounty Hunter. That would be mine. He's so cool. Um, he's got like the Zuvio type hat that he throws. He's also got a dog. Yeah. <clears throat> type creature. Um, Rogue One. Who would I be from Rogue One? I don't know. I like the idea of me and Jesse being Bays and Churret, but that's just because it cracks me up to think about that. <laughs> we could do it. I think, I, I mean, the beard. I mean, you wouldn't even have to cut your hair, yeah. Yeah, no. See, that's a big, that's a big consideration for me with cosplays is having to cut the beard or the hair. I would have to cut mine, all of it. I'll just buzz cut it. Yeah, do whatever you want. I mean, I, I, the commitment to that would be a plus that's something I, I couldn't really see you like oh do you know how yeah i would be so upset you would you be know so i would upset. cry i would cry oh i know i would yeah you could just pull it back i know that seems pretty like uh just vapid but i would fucking cry if i shaved my head uh how upset have i gotten when i've messed up my beard i just feel like my head is really large i need a lot of hair to hide that <laughs> I need um, a lot of hair. So maybe Bay's, uh, um, I wouldn't do Krennic just because I'm not shaving the beard. And like, what's the point in being Krennic if I'm just me with a Krennic costume on? Um, Solo. Solo's a tough one. Because I can't, I mean, I guess I would be like uh, Woody Harrelson. So I could eat the yeah. booty like groceries. <laughs> what the fuck, Richard? Um, Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan, all day. Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan, all day. Padme. For me? No. No, for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm picking. Right. Not for I was about you. To say. Sorry. I was, about to say. I was just jumping in with my choice. <laughs> what would yours from Revenge of the Sith and Clone Wars be? Uh, well, I think we might have heard your Clone Wars one, Emily. Um, yeah, Cone was would be Ventress, and I would definitely shave my head. That's fucking cool, though. Like, that would... I really love Ahsoka, but that's almost more appealing as a costume, because you just get to be so, <clears throat> like, evil. Well, he's yeah. badass. Yeah, just really, like, intimidating and sexy and evil, and, like, all of it seems like a, a fun costume. Yeah. Well, and you could also do, like... Uh new wave ventress from like dark disciple when she's With got the, like, like the undercut yeah when she's got like sort of the shaved sides i'm mm. bad at describing uh haircuts undercut is okay that's, that's the proper term um, what about episode three emily I, I think i do dooku just so i could be like in robes and pajamas basically yeah and once again a cool cape yeah and a cool lightsaber um jesse Episode three, you said Padme. Mm -hmm. Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Probably Ahsoka or Honda would be fun too. Honda would be fun. Oh, that'd be. Yeah, that'd just be sort of like, that'd be so much fun to walk around the con being a Hondo. Yeah, and it would be cool to like, if you had the money to really invest in a good quality like latex Hondo mask, people make them. I don't know how people get their hands on them, but I've seen a couple of Hondo cosplayers that are killer. So I would love to do Ahsoka, but I feel like it would be such a difficult costume to really do well. Yeah. And when they're done well, they look amazing. Like we saw a couple of the uh, Ahsoka, the white 
is what they call her, Ahsoka from the end of That's Rebels. my favorite. That's what I would do. Yeah. We mm-hmm. saw a couple of those at Celebration, and they looked killer. Um, all right. So we got two more voicemails. And next up, we've got one from Utah. Am I supposed to do this? You don't have to. Dougie. Dougie. <laughs> what the fuck, Richard? This is Dougie calling in. Yeah, I've just been thinking a lot about lightsabers lately once I've seen the videos coming through of the Builder Workshop over there in Galaxy's Edge. And I'm just wondering, you know, J.J. Abrams brought in the crossguard lightsaber. Uh, Do you think we're going to see any new lightsaber tech in the next movie? Um, And then also, what would your real-world applications be with your lightsaber if you had one in your home? you know, Qui-Gon, he'd be good at breaking and entering with his lightsaber. Han Solo was a good tauntaun surgeon, you know. Um, I would probably roast some marshmallows, make s'mores all the time. Anyways, uh, just checking in. Thanks a lot. You guys rock. Todd Dougie. Thanks, Dougie. Um, I don't know that we are going to see any new lightsaber types in Episode Nine. Uh, you would think that if we are eventually, that's going to make it into marketing. Cause like lightsabers sell fucking products. You know what I mean? Like, um, what do you think, Emily? Well, I'm trying to think who could have one. I mean, possibly if it does turn out that the Knights of Ren have sabers, I, I don't think we'll see anything as different as the cross guard or like when Maul pulled out the double-sided lightsaber. I don't think it'll be anything that big as new, but I'd, mm. li- I'd love to see some different some different shapes for the hilts. That's one of the reasons I like, you know, Ventress's saber so much as I like the I like the difference. I like, I don't know. I find the curved hilts really cool and I don't know why. I just find them really aesthetically pleasing. So maybe we'll just see something just a little bit different. Yeah. They've got like a, almost sort of like an elegant nature to them. The curved hilts. Um, I feel like I saw a picture where the Knights of Ren did have hilts. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know what you're talking about. Like someone was like, oh my God, the Knights of La- uh, Ren do have lightsabers. Uh-huh. And they had like a side-by-side image of one of the Knights of Ren with a lightsaber hilt on his belt. And then one of the Vanity Fair pictures of that sort of same design. Yeah. And they had an area circled. But in the area they had circled, I couldn't Who knows? really tell if that was a lightsaber hilt. It wasn't clear enough for me to see and go, wow, they're right. I do feel like that's the only people that would have different sort of lightsabers Mm -hmm. except for if they did like a new jedi at the end if they showed someone else that that was like yeah i just don't see the opportunity for that and like yeah i was convinced you know that eventually ray would have her own lightsaber like her own design like you know just like they're gonna focus on that i don't think they are i think and i you know some days I'm like, oh man, I wish Ray had a lightsaber design of her own, you know, that sort of fit her personality. Kind of like, you know, how Luke went from using Anakin's saber to his own saber in Return of the Jedi. And then on other days I'm like, no, it's really cool that Ray has the Star Wars equivalent of Excalibur for her saber. 
Um, but yeah, I just don't see the application besides the Knights of Ren having something. And the other thing is, is like, how far can you take the idea of a lightsaber before it starts getting kind of silly? Like, double-bladed lightsaber makes sense. Cross-guard lightsaber, not something that I would have ever thought of, but it's pretty cool. Like, it, it gives you sort of like a, a heavier sword, like a broadsword type feel almost. But past that, like, what can you do? Like, I know in the comics they had, like, lightsaber whips back in the old Marvel comic days. Like Ivy and Soul Calibur? Yeah. Okay. Not not a great idea, I don't think. And then, like, what are you going to do? Like, lightsabers? Spear. Yeah. I don't think that's a great idea either. You could do, like, a round blade like some fighter characters have. Where they hold it with two hands mm. and it's like a circle. But it then it's like you're just stealing from fighting games to well, and it, to make different sword types. At a certain point, it becomes kind of goofy like those um, blade builder sets that they used to sell. Where like it was all the weird attachments right. that you could attach to a lightsaber. I mean, hilts though, you can do some cool stuff. Yeah. Now that's like that's... I think Emily's right on with that. Where you can get really cool with lightsabers is hilt designs. Like, I think Clone Wars did a lot of cool stuff with that. Like, in the episode with all the Padawans. And they had maybe the best Padawan ever, Gunji, the Wookiee oh, yeah. Padawan. Oh, yes. So cute. And he has, like, a wood... Basically, his lightsaber has, like, wooden inlays and stuff in it. Like, that's where you can really spice it up and do something cool. And I just don't think... They're going to have the... I don't think the story is going to lead lean... I'm using the wrong word there. It's going to lend itself, there we go, to that sort of opportunity. Uh, if you had a lightsaber, Jesse, what would you use it for? I would try to use it for everything. Like, like I've <laughs> been sitting here thinking about what would happen if I sliced cheese with it. Because the cheese would get real melty, Right. But is it just going to stick to my lightsaber? That would be my first order of business. I'm going to slice some cheese and see if it gets like just the perfect amount of melty. Okay. Culinary. And then I'm going to fucking get some mosquitoes. I'm going to bring it outside when I take the dogs out. (laughs) And any mosquito that comes near my skin, I'm going to fucking zap it real fast with my lightsaber. So it's like one of those... um... Things that looks like a tennis racket, but it's a bug zapper, yeah. an electronic fly swatter, mm-hmm. I think they call it. Then I guess I'm going to clean my lightsaber in between those. I mean, I guess it's hot to, enough. You don't yeah, have to clean it. You just turn it off. and it's, That's true. It yeah. would basically vaporize a mosquito, I think. Right. But if I'm like alternating between cheese and mosquitoes. What are you going to have to fine. clean? It's fine. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It's just gone. Yeah. It yeah, just, it's it's a laser. I mean, it's so what happens with yeah? I guess it would probably smoke my cheese and like make it too burnt. It would burn it immediately. It's like smoked gouda. Yeah, I'd try it. I would still try it. I don't think it's gonna work out. I think I would do like, um, well, for one, I know for a fact the main application that I would use a lightsaber for is ending up in the hospital. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for sure. Uh, but besides that, I'd probably do like yard work trim the trees and the hedges and stuff with it you know uh, I mean? yeah way better than a chainsaw or a hedge trimmer yeah cut wood like you'd go into the backyard and i'm all manly chopping wood with a lightsaber for what what are you chopping wood for i don't know maybe we, 
to take over to your sister's house to use in their fireplace. Oh, okay. Okay. So I show up and they're like, man, we need some firewood. And I'm like, hold up, y'all. I fucking got a quart of wood in the back of the car. What would your be be your home applications for a lightsaber, Emily? Uh, opening like clamshell packaging. Oh. oh. The worst. It's like back in the day when you used to buy a CD and it came attached to that giant plastic thing. Or is that... Did you guys not buy CDs in that time? No, I, I remember that. Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Man, that thing used to suck. Eventually, they got they stopped doing it. I guess it was like a form of theft prevention. Like just yeah, it's make... a lot harder to stuff that down your pants. Yeah. But people always fucking find a way to steal shit anyways. So... I mean, just put it, just put it on the fucking shelf for me. Don't make me go through 17 steps to open something. I remember. And untwist like a toy or something like Barbie dolls. I remember when I was a kid, I used some rare report card reward money to buy some sort of toy. I can't even remember what the toy was. Bought it at Kmart got home and opened the box and the toys had been taken out. Oh, well, that's fucked. It was filled with those white plastic CD holders. Oh, so like a professional thief got you. Yeah. So they stole toys and CDs. Yikes. They were a master thief. (laughs) All right. We got one more voicemail for the evening and then we'll wrap up. This is from Jim. Hey, Oswell. Uh, I wanted to bring up a couple things. Um, so my coworker uh, is Cuban, and he's singing these Cuban songs. And uh, I'm tell I tell him that he should go to karaoke sometime. And he says that he'd rather go to some sort of self-defense class. That it, what he was talking about, though, wasn't a typical self-defense class. They put you in a room, and you have to escape. You have to figure out how to escape. They set it up so you got to... I've never heard of anything like that. That's where he wanted to take his date, by the way. Um, But it got me thinking about uh, Skywalker and Luke and his his training, the way that he must have trained Kylo. It must have been pretty orthodox because if it were, you know, if he were always doing new things uh when kylo woke up and he sees him over at his bed with the lightsaber he could have just like jumped up and been like you ain't catching me with my pants down you old goat <laughs> you know and then they just start fighting you know uh, but uh obviously they were they had a pretty bad relationship and uh you know he must have been pretty you know standard in his you no know, like we're going to do some crazy stuff today. But I was just thinking, you know, what do you think about that? And uh, the phrase that's been repeating in my head all the time with uh, Kylo is when Ray said, why did you hate your father? He says, I didn't hate him. And it's just such, it it keeps, it seems so important to me. Um, And it's like, it makes him more diabolical and less emotional and, he's just doing something like he had to because, you know, the Sith are supposed to be all about emotion and I don't know. So what do you guys think? All right. Have a good one. Ignite the green. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jim just 
described an escape room to us. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. Right. That, isn't that what it sounds like? Is an escape room? Well, no. He's saying that it's a. It's a class that you go to, and it's for self-defense training. But you have to try to get out of a situation where these people have you trapped in a room. And so you have to, like, fight your way out. So that's what he's saying, right? I think that's what he's saying. So it's like an escape room with martial arts. Yeah. 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 Where you have to fight your way out. I want a, like, escape the Death Star escape room. That would be cool. I am surprised that there's not been some sort of Star Wars themed escape room pop up somewhere. Okay, so Celebration Anaheim, we need to rent an Airbnb and we can make our own Star Wars themed escape room and make back all the money we spend at Celebration. Yeah, but then we got to sit there and man the escape room all day. That's true. We don't get to go to Celebration. Yeah, Um, scratch that plan. Fuck that. (laughs) I didn't mean to turn you around on your idea that fast. Oh, it's cool. I Um, just rattle off ideas all day. Yeah, because there are have been escape rooms like themed escape rooms i feel like i've never done one i just feel like it would be one of those things all right i get in this room and i start have to look and start looking for clues and stuff and get frustrated and just sit there and wait for the time to be up you know because i would get us out of this escape room i would just be very (laughs) aggro about it and i'm like look you guys we have to do this Actually, I would probably excel at something like that because it is a lot of like logic puzzles and stuff. And I've done plenty of like point and click adventure games and things like that. I do are the we had a couple of escape room places here in Birmingham. Yeah, they're they still, still running. Yeah, and it's always it is always sort of themed. There'll be like the science room right. or like they always rip off Saw or it's like yeah. serial killer stuff. Yeah, I don't know. A Star Wars themed escape room could be could be the the way to get me into the idea of doing an escape room. But I think the whole point of that was so Luke obviously wasn't just doing surprise attacks on Kylo where he just has to fight back. They were instead doing very structured training. Yeah, I don't think uh surprise attacks are a, a typical uh jedi training technique (laughs) yeah like i don't know anywhere wake up like i i know in the boy scout handbook at least there was never anything to to be like this is what you do if you make wake up in the middle of night and someone's trying to kill you right they're not training you for that that's like that's sith training Um, as far as like the kylo training goes i've always sort of been stuck on this idea that like i wonder if luke's approach to training was sort of more defensive than offensive, which is, you know, sort of in line with the Jedi way, but like, and the, he's probably trying to slow it down and teach him about the force. And yeah, I, there's so much unexplained backstory between the whole, like during the whole time Luke and Kylo were together that it's it's kind of hard to say, but like I've always felt like the freezing the laser bolt power, that seems more of like a defensive Jedi thing to me than a dark side thing to me. Yeah. So like, is that yeah. what what Luke was kind of training Kylo? Like, I don't know. Like, it's one of those things. Like, there seems like there's this huge gaping hole in the story that we don't really know much about. For the real. Time that Luke and Kylo are together. 
And I, I don't know if that's just my impatience because it's something I'm interested to learn about, but it feels sort of unexplained. And maybe we get some more of that in nine. Honestly, I, th- I think most of that will come after nine when they don't have to worry about sort of stepping on the toes of the sequel trilogy. But Luke and, and Kylo's time together is fascinating to me. Um, what do you think, Emily? Yeah, I don't know. I guess... I mean, one thing is... that he, Kylo's not his only student. Right. Right. There's other students who we know nothing about. Yeah. I, I, was Kylo even his first student? It kind of makes it seem like he is one of the first. Like, were, were Luke and Kylo together before Luke decided to actually start a Jedi training temple? I don't know. Mm. The timeline of that stuff is so unexplained and so, like, unknown at this point. I would feel like it's the opposite and that Luke had already been training people and then they sent Ben Solo you would, to Luke. You would think that. Yeah. But doesn't he say in The Last Jedi, like, you know, I wish I could remember the exact quote. It's when Luke is telling Ray about Kylo and he's like, um, you know, and he says something to the effect of then... I took my nephew and a handful of other students and started a Jedi training temple or something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. So that to me makes it seem like maybe Luke and Kylo were off like, I don't know, investigating and searching for Jedi shit and then decided and then something eventually Luke decided now's the right time. I don't know. It's or so... maybe they were home and his powers started to manifest and there are these other kids that are looking for guidance in the forest and Luke's like, well, I guess I'm going to go train you guys. Yeah, I don't... Because they sent him off. They sent Kylo off. And like the little bit of information we have to go on is stuff like in Bloodline. And in Bloodline, which takes place like six years before The Force Awakens, like there's no mention of any other students. That doesn't necessarily mean there weren't any, but it's solely Luke and Kylo are brought up and they're like on the move. Like Leia has trouble contacting them because she's not exactly sure where they are at any given moment. So to me, that makes it seem like they're still off adventuring or looking for Jedi artifacts or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So then what happens that makes Luke be like, okay, we got to like have a school. Yeah. And we have to settle here. And this is where our training temple is. We don't even know where that temple was as far as like a planet name or anything. Maybe they were all traveling around. Maybe yeah. he had a group of students that traveled through the galaxy, seeking out different Jedi artifacts and sites yeah and the the only reason i wonder about the jedi artifacts thing is because once again one of the few pieces of like luke post return of the jedi content we have is from battlefront where that's what he's doing he's going after this or he's looking for this weird vault of palpatines that's filled with like jedi and sith artifacts and shit so i don't know man it's just like harry potter (laughs) 
Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like whenever, I mean, Dumbledore starts taking Harry to, to look for horror cruxes. Yeah. And, and then Harry and Ron and Hermione end up going to like, they break into a vault at Gringotts and get the cup of damned. Hufflepuff. I'll be damned. Okay. Yeah. Look at you. Uh, on a total side note, do you remember when we st- I started making you watch Buffy? Yeah. And at the I end, mean, I, I enjoyed watching Buffy. It wasn't like torturous. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> but I mean, like, when I sat you down, I was like, let's watch Buffy. Yeah. I, not everything is negative. You don't have to take it to a negative place. <laughs> uh, at the end of season one, uh, when Buffy dies and is brought back to life by Xander... Do you remember me? Go. You looked at me and you go, I think J.K. Rowling ripped this off for Harry Potter. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, I, f- I think it was something in the ritual. Like it was the whole. I can't remember exactly what element it was. I just remember the episode and sort of the general area. But you were honestly, like, a lot of those type of stories like. I mean, it's carryover. Yeah. It's yeah. common just tropes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. That's one of those things like I almost feel like uh, a book or a comic series or something isn't going to be enough for me personally to fill in the story of Luke and Kylo. Like I need a little more. Obviously, I don't think we're going to get a spinoff movie with Mark Hamill and Adam Driver palling around together. But like animated series, I don't know. Like there's so much stuff unexplored in that time and so many unanswered questions and i just like i don't think episode nine is going to answer all no way there's there's no no way and i feel like you shouldn't even get into it because you're gonna do a sloppy job if you try to explain all of that yeah i i have a feeling it will be mentioned and we'll have some more information but i don't think we're gonna know exactly 100 percent. you know like no Oh, no, man. It is probably my biggest question mark as far as the sequel trilogy goes. Personally. Um, But we'll see. I mean, there were those rumors a couple months back about a Kylo Ren book that was either faked or mistakenly leaked. We don't know. As of right now, we don't know the legitimacy of it. But I would love to get like a YA Kylo Ren book. That'd be like, so angsty. I would fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I would eat that shit up. Yeah, that is right up your alley. Oh, I would love it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, guys, I think that does it for us this week. I'm going to do a quick check and make sure there haven't been any more last minute voicemails or emails. Uh, King Tom did message me and was like, hey. I'm tired of listening to your show. I'm not sending in a voicemail. And I was like, what the fuck, Richard? Um, I was like, man, that's that's pretty mean for such a nice guy. No, he was doing stuff with the family. So no King Tom this week. He's um, watching Back to the Future. He is. Yeah. Which is a good time. Uh, Emily, one more time before we go, let everybody know where they can find you, all about your podcast and all that good stuff. I do the Cantabite Dispatch that I do with Brittany Brown, who has also been on Blue Harvest um, and is awesome. It is a very loose Star Wars podcast. We have a lot of fun with it. Um, you can find that on, you know, all of your regular podcast places. And we're on Twitter at Cantabite Pod. I am personally on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. 
You can follow me there. I rant about things a lot. And it's a but, good time. That's okay. Uh, and I have to expect that um, you guys' next episode, not the one that just went up, but the next one will probably uh, be some pretty heavy Galaxy's Edge talk since your co-host is there today. Yes, I'm, I'm excited. I, I've seen a couple of pictures of food, but that's it. So I'm excited to get the full report and that's going to be, that'll be the next episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Jesse, Jesse McGurdy. Yep. So I uh, talk about all three things creepy over on Your Creepy with Rebecca O'Hanlon. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter for that show at, at You Creepy. And I'm also on Twitter personally at Messy Hair. Messy with an IE, hair like a bunny. Messy with an IE, hair like a bunny. It's one of my favorite like ways you describe Messy with an IE, hair like a bunny. Well, I mean, if you just search messy hair, you ain't gonna find me. That's right. All right, guys. Uh, thank you both so much for uh, helping me out and helping the listeners out, not having to hear me sit here and just play with the soundboard for an hour and fucking talk circles around myself. Um, and uh, if you guys like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. And you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Leave us your reviews on Apple Podcasts, not iTunes anymore. And uh, until next week, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Halls Burkhart. I'm Jesse McCaird. I'm Lily Lind. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. Look, I did it. You did do it. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> May the force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>